one person you wanted to walk through that door at quarter to three was Brian Clough. Because when he walked through that door at quarter to three, we were ready. People said he ruled by fear. You don't play if you rule by fear. Coming up soon on The Green Jumper, I'll be talking to European Cup hero Colin Barrett. So I went in to see the gaffer and I said, I'd, you know, I'd like a pay rise. And he threw a copy of the, the Evening Post at me. He said, put that in your shoes, that'll rise you off the ground a bit. You'll also hear about a classic cluffy tactic to sign Colin after the Manchester City defender had asked manager Tony Book for a transfer. I went at home and obviously no mobile phones, but he rang the home number. He said, um, I've got Brian Clough on the phone from Forest and he wants to take you on loan. And I said, oh, I don't want to go on loan. Um, um, I know what loan players about. You go on loan for a month and then you come back to Man City and then you've got, you know, further forward. I want a permanent move. So he said, OK, I'll tell him that. So uh, next phone call within 20 minutes is Brian Clough. And he says, hey, Oh, yeah, you don't want to sign for me. I said, it's not that. I said, oh, you don't want to play for me. I said, it's not that. I said, it's the fact that you're only offering me a loan and I want a permanent move. And he said, I can understand that. And he said, uh, but let's think about it the other way. He said, you don't know me and I don't know you. Why don't we meet? And then we can talk about it and then you can decide then. So I said, okay, fair enough. He said, uh, where do you know? I said, well, I'm in Stockport. And he said, well, I, he, he was in Derby, which I, I knew he would be. And um, he said, well, I said, Leak Town Football Ground. I'll meet you outside of there. He said, I'll meet you outside of there in an hour. So one hour later, I was outside Leak Town Football Cup and he rolls down in his car. Um, I get out of my car. He said, jump in. So I went in his car. We went 200 yards down the road and into a pub. And then we just started to talk to each other about the forthcoming event. And then eventually... After that meeting, he said, right, I'll see you at the city ground at uh, 12 o'clock Saturday. Um, you're coming on loan um, and I'll sort it out in Man City End. You make sure you're there for 12 o'clock and I'll see you Saturday. And he didn't give me a lift back to my car. I had to walk back to my car. <laughs> Colin also talks about his memories of playing alongside John Robertson and how he originally played as a forward. I did as an amateur, I played up front and when I went to Man City I went as a, a forward player um, and then they converted me, it was Johnny Hart, um, Paul Hart's dad that uh, was one of the trainers at Man City Yeah. and we were out this this game and we had a game against the first team I was... Um, and I was playing and we had this man-to-man -man session and I happened to be Marky and Mike Sorby, um, and in a defensive mode. Um, and then from that moment on, they decided that that's where I was going to play. I was going to play more defensively than I was attacking. Um, even though I thought it was half decent going forward, um, they, they felt differently. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, it was, it's a case of, you know, it needs must, if that's what we wanted to do, I, I could do it. Yeah. And of course, at Forest, on the left-hand side, you were playing alongside John Robertson, who is obviously another Forest legend in, in the European Cup victories. What was it like playing alongside him? It's quite simple because Clough used to say, get the ball and give it the little fat so-and-so <laughs> on the line and, and then we'll go from there. Um, Robbo was one of these players who would always receive the ball no matter what, no matter what was... You know, how, how tight he was being marked, he was always available. 
he would always make sure that if he couldn't get it, you know, there was there was something else on. Um, but he was a talented, talented boy who basically didn't know his own ability. I've got a picture here, um, if I just reach across, the 77-78 team, uh, the team picture, and there you are in between the great man and Peter Shilton. When you see yourself there with all, all the other great names, mm. what sort of comes to your mind? Well, I was always said to stand in between the people who are ugly. So I thought I'd stand next to the gaffer, and <laughs> Shilts wasn't yeah, and, and Burnsy was behind me, so I was better looking than Burnsy. Yeah. So I thought to myself, I'm in a, a good place here. Um, <laughs> but no, I think if you look at that team yeah. sheet, that are what, 13, 14 players on there? Um, and that was it. That was our squad. 14 players, 15 players. You did go to 16 players when we went into Europe. But other than that, those were the bulk of the players that saw out. I think we played 60 or 70 games that season. And we played, between us, we played in all those games. You also played in that crucial game at Coventry that won the title. It was a nil-nil in the end. Fantastic save from Peter Shilton that everyone remembers. Um, what was the mood like after that? Because I've read and heard elsewhere that it was you'd won the league, but it was still quite subdued. It was, yeah, it was in a way, because it didn't really dawn on us what we'd done. I think we, at that particular moment in time, we come off the, the pitch on, and as a football match, it was nil-nil and we got a nil-nil battering. You know, goalkeeper had one of those days where you could have played to the cows come home and you wouldn't have beaten Peter Shilton that day. So we got the point, we got in the dressing room and Cluffy says, right, on the bus, home. Um, but we went out into Nottingham, don't get me wrong. When, we, when the penny really <laughs> dropped and yeah. we... We all said, right, let's go and have a beer, and we did it in Nottingham. And, of course, there are memories of that wonderful goal against the holders Liverpool in the first round of the European Cup. From my point of view, I was just blocking them going forward, and I blocked it once, and then I blocked it twice, and then it fell to Gary Bills on the left-hand side, um, and I just went. And, um, you know, he crossed the ball, Woodcock, and then I scored a goal, but the interesting thing afterwards... <laughs> in the dressing room, Martin O'Neill, who was subbed that night, tells the story of Clough and Taylor in the dugout. And Clough and Taylor in the dugout are going, what's he doing? Where's he going? Get back, get back, get back. Oh, brilliant goal, well done. <laughs> and then and apparently in an interview after with yeah. the press, I think one of them said, um, we always encourage our fullbacks to go forward. And I just thought, oh, that's hilarious that. Because I, if I hadn't scored, I know there was going to be a fine coming. I know all that sort of thing. <laughs> but from my point of view, it just... I, I was always taught, you know, when you're going forward and when you're, you're trying to engage, you're, 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 if you're in a positive mood, you make sure you're available for somebody else going forward. And that's what we did. You'll also have the chance to win a book signed by Colin Barrett. I hope you can join me for another special episode when there'll be more stories of the great man in the green jumper.